Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortuan, joined by co-host, Mork Daddy. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing absolutely wonderful. My wisdom teeth, I think, are almost completely healed. I've only got, like, a few holes in my mouth. Um, still flushing them out with a syringe. But hopefully the gums fill back in and I'm not stuck with holes. So, yeah, very, no holes. Very graphic. <laughs> intro. Oh, okay. I, I have been there, and I am so sorry. That is rough. Yeah. Do, do the gums I eventually, like, fill over, or am I, like, stuck with, like, craters yeah. in my mouth? You you won't have the holes forever. My, right. Mine went away after a couple weeks. You do Yay! have to continuously clean them until they do, though, and that is uncomfortable. Yeah. I kind of find with it that fun. chili. Because <laughs> I kind of find it fun because <laughs> I open my mouth, and I'll take, like, a syringe of, like, warm water, and I'll, like, pry my jaw open, and I'll be like... Whoosh! And squirt everything out and just watch the stuff just flying out, whatever. And then I'll spit my eye and I'm like, oh, that's the corn I had today. And then, oh, there's some carrots. Oh, there's a, some chicken. Jesus it, Christ. It, it gets wild. This it's is... so fun, though. What is happening inside of your mouth? Because, like, that was the most painful. Because you're supposed to, like, put it in the hole and, like, flush it out. And that is ouch. All sorts oh, of ouch. It's actually not that bad for me. I mean, I'm. I'm let me see. When did I last have the operation? I think it was on the 16th. Yeah. No, wait. No. No, it might have been. Yeah. Yeah. It was the 16th. And yeah, it's been, I think, three or four weeks now. Nope. Yeah. Three weeks. So, yeah. Okay. That's yeah, good. Things are pretty great now. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, well, that is good. And, and Co has Pan after the jaw update. <laughs> Yo, man, I'm here. I'm just here to talk about video games and drink wine. <laughs> <laughs> all good who is it and uh, who is it and our our guest uh jesse or rexicon jesse as as we know him um friend of ours from D D stuff that we do and also to listeners uh if you're familiar with our D D show hexus rattlesnake so welcome jesse thank you i i am excited to talk about video games i drank cider instead of wine but i'm also here to theoretically drink wine and talk about video games i have a pepsi which i should have opened before so i didn't have to have the big pop can pop but oh whatever oh we're not supposed to have pop can pops oops (laughs) no i don't i don't take them out i just try i just personally try to avoid doing that kind of stuff as i do it while i'm talking Anyways, well, I mean, um, Forton could have like a non-alcoholic cider. It's pretty damn good. Yeah, it's just called good. apple cider. I don't know what yeah, you guys say, are talking about. Juice, I think they are. No, 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 no. There is no, an no, apple cider like, that's non-alcoholic. That's no, there's, yeah, there's tons of them. And yeah, there's a there's a little there's a little memory trick that I like to use uh, to tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, if it's uh, if it's uh, clear and brown, you're in cider town. Or no, no, no. If, if it's uh, dark and brown, you're in Cider Town. But if it's clear and yellow, you got juice there, fella. Oh, that's just, <laughs> that is great. Oh. That's funny. I was going to say, tell if it's alcoholic or not. It's like, if it's alcoholic, I'll just spit it out. That's just... <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, there's... No, you can, you can have a non-alcoholic cider. You can have non-alcoholic wine and beer and stuff like that. I mean, non-alcoholic beer isn't exactly tasty... So I I don't really know. Probably be better to go with cider because at least you know it's got some of the fruity flavors to it. So it's nice. It's nice stuff. So um, so today, uh, well I'm actually I don't do this enough. So uh, I'm gonna do this real quick. Uh, Hunter Sub, if you're listening, so you, so you know is um, 
video game podcast, and I like to say born of the Monster Hunter community. Most of us have come from Monster Hunter in some kind of way, but we are general video games. Um, as Morg, Pan, and I have all been hunters in one part of our day, uh, Jesse, I know you're not too familiar with Monster Hunter, and that's fine. Because um, we do general uh-huh. games, so you're mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, although we did have a huge Monster Hunter debate where I, I almost curled up in a ball and cried on the chattering oh, last yeah, week. I, I was watching that train wreck and was I like, saw nah, the aftermath I'm of that. good. <laughs> I was <sighs> like, man, ooh. Someone, I'm sorry. someone claiming oh. that Monster Hunter didn't have monsters. I was like, ah! <laughs> what are you doing um, to me? <laughs> no. oh, I swear man. he was just trying to get a rise out of you. Definitely, 100%. I don't. I know. I mean, I totally don't know enough about Monster Hunter World or any of the new ones to be able to like confirm or deny any allegations that were happening. My own. My only thing was is he he straight up said wyverns are not monsters and i was like i'm out i'm done i am, I am now talking to a clown i can't do this like, <laughs> you gotta love a troll when you hear one you know I mean or see one or um, no, yeah just he's trolls in general a, are just amazing he's a he's a cantankerous fellow mm-hmm. that's how i'll put we it we still he's, love him he, yeah yeah he's a cantankerous I have no Ill will. guy <laughs> so back on topic yeah <laughs> So tonight, we're going to talk about our favorite games, our top uh, games of 2020. Now, I don't know how you guys organized yours, but mine is certainly a countdown 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 to the best, and I do have one honorable mention. So I don't know if you guys ranked yours, but I certainly ranked mine. Yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, when I sat down and thought about my top games of 2020, um, mm-hmm. I had I had two games. Oh, Wow. And uh, so, I mean, I. You played more than two, right? I know. I know. I know. I've played a shitload of games this year, especially what with the COVID quarantine. Right. But, like, really, when I think about the games I've played this year, there's only two that super stand out uh, to talk about. Okay. But as as we go on, I may have more that occur to me, but uh, TLDR, minor in no particular order, except that the first two were the first two I thought of. Okay. Well, uh, do you want to go last on this one, Pan, so you can? Uh, uh, I will have go some whenever. Time to ruminate. No, no, it's okay. I've been okay. ruminating about this for like three weeks, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. We've had a long time to think about this. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I've had I've had three weeks to think about this. Another twenty minutes is not going to help me. Yeah. Okay. Just you know, I I, yeah, I just expected to be like Morg, and he's writing his list as we're talking, and you know. <laughs> You know, I'm more stuff might occur edits. to me. More <laughs> stuff might occur to me as you guys uh, continue. Sure. Uh, but uh, why don't you start us off, Fortuan, since Morg is apparently still writing and it's not fair to make Jesse go first. No, it's <laughs> fine. Um, so yeah, oh, I'll, so I'll lead us off tonight. Um, um, so number five, this is the fifth most favorite game for Fortuan in 2020. Is actually something I'm not supposed to be talking about per se, but I'm going to talk about it anyways because that's a different show. Um, but Hyrule Warriors for the Switch, uh, the Age of Calamity, oh, uh, developed by Ome- uh, yeah, developed by Omega Force, um, which I don't really know who that is. I thought it would have been Bando Namkai who did the other Hyrule Warriors, but it was not. 
Um, this game is kind of nutty in that every everyone expects these Hyrule Warrior, you know, like, uh, what, there's a name for the genre. I'm sorry. I always forget it. But it's the... Like a Dynasty Warriors yeah, the Dynasty type game. Yeah, the yeah. Dynasty Warriors. There's a different name yeah. for the actual genre. I just don't remember it. It's mostly the guy who creates them. The big guy who's started. I don't know. Anyways, this game... I have played a lot of Hyrule Warriors. So the one that precedes this one. And I was expecting, like, okay. So what are we going to do? Because it's specifically geared towards Breath of the Wild. Right? Like, what am I? What what can they possibly do with this game to make it, like, interesting or different or stuff? Because they can't have the same amount of characters, right? Like, they're pulling from all of Zelda, and now they're honing in on the latest one, and that's it, right? This game blew my socks off, not just on what they did with the game, but also the characters they put into it. Um, Because they didn't make anyone up. It just, I had forgotten about these people in, in the Age of Calamity story in some cases. And in other cases, I was like, they did not make them a character. Holy cow. Um, <laughs> so the first uh, the first thing I'd like to say is the combat, as always, is brilliant and amazing. And the gameplay is really fun. Um, as far as I can tell, it's pretty much a linear story. Um, I, ha- I have finished, quote unquote, the game. I have beaten it. Um, but there are extra missions afterwards, which I have not completed, which I am going to do uh, uh, when people are closer to finishing it for the other show. Because some people haven't even bought it yet to start it, which was kind of aggravating. <laughs> but, oh, I'd be hey. pissed. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anyways, uh, I want to say that the story in this game is incredible and amazing. And I don't normally say that about a story in a game. Mm-hmm. And you guys know that I am not. I'm not one who goes playing a video game for a story nine out of ten times. Um, there, there's this scene now. Have you have you guys played Breath of the Wild? At least the story through oh, yeah. the oh, yeah. end. Yeah, I've I've played quite a bit of Breath of the Wild. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've well, played a little minor spoiler. I'm it. A minor spoiler for you, Jesse. Um, because I'm okay with that. I was going to say, the statute of limitations uh, is expired on Breath of the Wild. Yeah, me not owning a Switch. Uh, I, don't, I don't need to burden you with that. You can, you can say what you want about the game. Okay, well, there are these champions that were supposed to help out Zelda and Link in the past, right? And that's, that's what we understand, is you are these champions as to the promotional material and stuff. But we know, in the current timeline of Breath of the Wild, the champions die. They died. Age of Calamity happened because they failed, right? And then uh, Zelda was able to, in a in a last brilliant effort to preserve Link for the hundred of years, to so he could you know continue the story, and that's where Breath of the Wild starts. They actually show you the fights in which the champions die, and it's not like. Oh, hey, off screen, it is straight up cutscene in their face. You see the despair and the realization that they are not going to make it. And I am like, oh, gosh, I didn't think they would do this. Right. Like, I didn't think they would show the actual moment of them dying to uh, the various forms of Ganon. And um, the twist is insane at that point. And I don't know if I should spoil it for you guys or not. Um, I'll leave that up to you, Pan. Go for it. It's okay. 
I'm all okay. for it. Please so, spoil it. Do it. Do it. Again, heavy spoilers for the audience, but this this was incredible to me. So the one that really stuck out to me, you know, you can choose different mission, but you, if you choose one or two missions, the one I chose, Mifa, the Zora was supposed to die, right? And you see her bracing to fight, but she's like despair on her face. She's like, I'm not going to make this. I can't do this. She closes her eyes and like avoids her face. Like when she, this, like the killing blow is trying to land on her suddenly it's deflected away and you're like what happened and then you see this giant zora come in and it's and it's sidon and if you don't know what who sidon fuck? is see but see the what the fuck because that's what so sidon is her little brother right but he's all yeah. grown up he's in well mm-hmm. yeah, yeah he wasn't even born yet when mifa died like there's there's someone makes an offhand comment that like mifa died before he was born so he never met her interesting right so sidon comes in and he's like knocks the thing away and so him and mifa end up fighting calamity Gan- uh, that version of calamity Ganon together and it was such like a such a like a twist of like feeling of like oh no like fear and despair to immediate like elation that he's there and th- you know how um in Breath of the Wild, they always give like the little subtext, like this boss or this character, and they have a little subtext about them. Um, oh yeah. Sidon is Sidon, award-winning smile, and he does like a ding with his teeth and stuff. It's so good. It turns everything on its head immediately, and the whole story from that point is just different. It's a different timeline entirely. Um, Pan, I I talked about this. Uh, uh, with the um, the music episode we just did, the video game uh, music episode, they use Zelda's lullaby to great effect a lot in this game. And there's one in which a character potentially dies, and they're playing Zelda's lullaby to it. Aww. Like, and everyone wow. is just like standing around them, like mourning their death to Zelda's lullaby. And it's just like all of the emotional highs and lows in this game are all come from the story. And I was just like, I don't think there's been a better, like, I don't think I've seen a better, like, story in a non-mainline Zelda game. (laughs) Like, this is insane. And it's like alternate universe Zelda. And it's, I love it. Um, There's, I don't really have a lot of issues with this game. Um... Even, like, the really, like, tough quests that are, like, don't get hit, I even end up doing them with some some amount of challenge and figuring it out. Um, there's a lot of mechanics that in this game, like, if you level up a character too far, that you can help catch them up pretty easily, the other characters. And they do a good variety of, like, you need to use this character or this character so you can learn them. And none of the characters, I feel, are any bad. I liked playing most of them. <clears throat> so I will say, of course, that leaves you have you can play Link, Zelda. They add in Impa. Impa wasn't in Breath of the Wild, as far as I remember. They just sort no. of shoehorn a version of Impa in there. Um. Well, okay. The- so Impa was Impa was like no Impa was in Breath of the Wild. Uh, Impa was the uh, old lady, uh, the super super old lady. Yes, you play as a young Impa. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, so yeah, that mm. may, I mean, that checks out because uh, old lady Impa implies that uh, she knew Link back in the day. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I don't remember Breath of the Wild as much because that was I played that in 2017. Like I played that when it came out. So that's it's been a while for me. But um, some of the characters that you unlock in this are insane. The first one that I was like, oh, I didn't expect that was Hetsu, the um, the little uh, the little tree people, the 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 king of them or whatever. Uh huh. The Korok seeds. There you go. The Korok. Yeah, yeah, girl. yeah. Um, she's a playable character, and her weapons are maracas. Wait, Hetsu's <laughs> a girl. Uh, yeah, they they make mm. it a girl. Oh, cause Hetsu apparently. Huh. Well, I mean, it's a tree. <laughs> That's although, true. Yeah. Although trees can can trees be girls can be, and boys. Yeah, I know trees can be girls and boys. But okay, so. Hetsu does not come across as female in Breath of the Wild. But whatever, maybe they. No. Maybe they, whatever. Yeah. It's tree. I'm not going to speculate at at sentient walking tree biology. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get it. Um. You end up, uh, you end up being able to play as one of the old monks that you get the powers from in the shrines. Ooh. So like the old decrepit, like zombified monk that sits there yeah, with a giant yeah. cat. The the Sokushin Butsu monks, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's insane. They're my favorite character outside of Link. <laughs> <laughs> um, you get to play as King Roan, so Zelda's father. Is one of the characters that you can unlock. Um, and you get to play as... Um, yeah, yeah, it's very similar. <laughs> um, and you get to play as... Uh, what, what was the... Uh, I'm trying to think, think of their name. He's the leader of the Yiga clan. Master... Uh, I can't remember his name. Master Koga. There you go. Master Koga <laughs> with the pot belly. Um... It's insane because through most of this game, he's a bad guy. Like, most of the game, he's actively working against you. And then he sort of realizes that Ganon isn't going to give him the time of day. Or, like, he's just like, oh, I am playing for the bad side. So he joins you. And with the bananas and everything. Like, all there's all that stuff about the bananas that they have. And banana powers and everything. It's just an insane game. And they just pulled in so many characters I didn't expect. Of course, you play as you have the old champions to play with, like Rivali, Mifa, and all of them. But then you also have the new champions that are sort of their pseudo uh, image later on in the game in the future in Breath of the Wild. So you have them to play with as well, and just like getting to see them interact with each other because a lot of times they're they're like legends, right? The old champions are like legends; they're paragons of their people. Like Rivali was, uh huh, and they mm -hmm. definitely do like because if you remember, Rivali's kind of a dick. Like Rivali's, oh, not he nice. is, he is they such a dickhole. <laughs> they play it up. It's even worse. He's even worse in this game as far as like his attitude, and the um, uh, what are their names? The bird people. The Rito. Yeah, the Rito. Yeah, the Rito champion. I can't remember his name. The white. He's a white. Uh, feathered Rito. Um, he actually has like a, oh my gosh, this is the great Rivali and da da da. And then he like gets to meet his personality and stuff. And he's like, wow, just never meet your heroes. Like, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it was so good. There's so many good moments in this game. I think that if you have a Switch and you enjoy this kind of gameplay, I definitely suggest picking up Age of Calamity. So there mm-hmm. you go. That's my short version review. The later review probably coming, <laughs> at this point, probably April with uh, Bickering Bucks. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So there's that. There's my number five. Sorry, that took a long time. Over here um, Googling, like, every second word. Like, okay, who's that? Okay, what? <laughs> what? A name of what? Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of... I, there's a lot I'm of tie-in with Zelda. This, yeah, I am not uh, into Zelda very much. It's interesting, but I've just never really... I've only played one, so it's like, okay. What is what? So that yeah. was a fun little game I played during that. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, uh, Jesse, what's your number five? Okay, so my number five is more to do with the situation and like uh, stuff to do around the game more than the game itself, even though the game itself is good. I'm 100% mm-hmm. on board with saying it's a fun game. Uh, Castlevania Circle of the Moon for the Game Boy Advance Ooh. from Konami. Okay. I got a Game Boy. I got a DS, a Game Boy DS. I got a DS from a <laughs> friend who like basically wasn't getting enough for it to even sell it to a secondhand store. Oh yeah, uh, they're, so they're I got super it. like ten dollars at most sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I have a bright pink DS, and I was like, yeah, I'll find a game for it. Sure, I've never, I've never owned a handheld system. Hmm. Um, oh, and yeah, and so I went, I traded in some old games. Was like, whatever, what's in my price range? Here's a Castlevania game. Reviews are good. Cool, I'll pick it up. Uh, and I've just been <laughs> nice playing it like before bed because sometimes I have sleeping problems and it's a nice like routine to do something because sometimes I like reading, but man, mm-hmm. sometimes you're tired and your eyes just don't focus enough. You, you read a paragraph been... that you didn't read. Yeah. Right. And so it's like passive enough that I can kind of play it for a while, feel tired, stop and go to bed real easily. And it's also a fun game. I like the card system. The exploration is really nice. The sprite work is cool. The bosses are fun. Um, Except Dracula. I'm on Dracula, and I hate his second form, and that's a garbage boss fight. But other than that, the game's real fun. <clears throat> awesome. So, yeah, definitely <clears throat> under the pretenses of interacted with in 2020 and not released in 2020. I forgot yeah, to mention definitely. that to the audience. <laughs> um, yeah. Our list is what we played in 2020 and experienced in 2020 versus what actually released this year. Um Although all of mine I do but have, one released this year. Yeah, I've got three 2020s on mine. So. <clears throat> Four mm-hmm. if you count honorable mention. Yeah. <laughs> um, mine I, don't, I don't think I have not, any 2020s. <laughs> my honorable mention is not a 2020 game. So there you go. The, I, 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 I had, it's the exception to the rule. There you go. Um, so Morg, uh, w- what's your number five? Well, my number five is going to be a pretty obvious one. It's going to be Monster Hunter World Iceborne. And it's only it's only because <laughs> of, like, some of the fights that I've actually gotten to experience. Like, I'm not playing the game anymore, but while it was out, I actually did have a pretty good time with it. Um, a lot of uh, the... I will say, Morg, uh, this is my honorable mention. So uh, if you guys oh, wow. we've overlap on a game, um, mm-hmm. feel free to talk about it as well. Because I agree with you, Morg. This is yeah. my honorable mention today. 
Yeah, yeah. By the way, developed by it's Capcom. It's the lowest one. Yeah, it's the lowest one on the list because a lot of the quality of life features that I wanted in the game, for example, like those really rare level two decos that give you like those specialized skills, like for example, protective polish, or um, uh, what is that one? Uh, I can't remember. There were a bunch of them, like guard up and such like that. Those you could actually yeah. forge from the melder rather than having to like randomly hope that you get it instead um, of like that, the incredibly yeah. low drop rate yeah 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 rather than having to fight a labasioth every single time in order to hope that you get that rare drop and i think it was like a 0.4 percent chance which is like really really bad um yeah and, and then there were a couple of other not fights. even like, getting that that's for that rarity of skill too it doesn't mean you got that skill yeah yeah just for the rarity of the skill and then just hoping that yeah. you one of those decos amongst the, you know, in that tier list of that being a 0.4%, you know, that just makes the chances of it popping up even worse. Um, but, I mean, like, aside from being able to finally make the builds that I want um, and just um, flexing on monsters and stuff like that, like, there were a lot of fights that I really enjoyed. Like, for example, I think it was um, Tempered Furious Rajang. That was a really fight and fun fight for me, figuring out um, all the different strategies that would work the best for it. Like, I had no idea that Clutch Claw spamming um, Switch Axe was probably one of the most optimal and fun ways to be able to beat that Rajang, because all you'd have to do is just wall bang mm -hmm. it into the wall a couple of times, charge up your file, um, and then just zero some discharge into his face with an exhaust Switch Axe, mind you, with Blast, um damn it is so fun being able to just ko him knock him into the walls do extra blast damage onto his head knock him out of his rage mode whatever bring pitfall traps because he was pretty much in rage mode all the time if you were wall banging him all the time and then just hitting his head so then that way he would be exhausted again and then you just wall bang again just rinse and repeat like it was just such a high damage strat that seemed to work really really well like even in soul and like whether it was solo play or with complete randos and yes i did do this a lot with randos and we won a lot um hey i, you know, I will say that we you and i got our gold crown large rajong together on the furious yes yes and, and that oh, actually man. ended yeah. my crown hunt for him i only ever did yeah. three furious before i was fully crown hunted on him i want to mm -hmm. i want to say real quick before you before you go deep into more mechanics morgue um, yeah. The reason why this made my list is because it brought me back to Monster Hunter Iceborne after having mm -hmm. hated most of the mechanics they added in this game and hating Sapujiva, yeah. which is the uh, mm -hmm. would have been December of 2019 when they released this monster. Um, Alatrion yeah. and Fatalis saved the game for me from me being yes. saying this is the worst Monster Hunter in the history of Monster Hunter because yeah. It fixed a lot of the endgame issues that Safi Jiva created, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's really it was funny a solid, that, you know. Yeah, because there was a lot of content that released this year in 2020 for mm -hmm. Monster Hunter. Although it is yeah, done, exactly, it is done. There's yeah. nothing else coming. Yeah. This year's Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah, yeah, it's officially Woo! over. Um, and yeah, mm -hmm. like, it's really funny because, you know, a lot of the popular opinion with a lot of people was that they said that Elatrion and Fatalis were just too damn hard. Um, and I 
disagree, like, they say that that's a bad fight. I disagree 100%. Alatrion was actually really fun to fight because after figuring out its mechanics, going in there with, like, a, a Kul'taroth hammer, like, if you were fighting a fire one, then you just use the ice one. I used hammer to beat it, like, to hit that elemental threshold. It was so satisfying. Just going in, spin to win around his legs, knock him out of his um, elemental form, whatever, bash his head in, and then, you know, whenever he would drop... Um, to be fair, pods, it took you weeks always... to get to that point. Yeah, but then figuring out that he would always drop thorn pods, it was so easy to KO him every single time, because even when he was enraged, I would just jump onto his head, fire the thorn pods, so then you were guaranteed to do extra KO damage with all your attacks. And if I'm running a hammer, I'm doing massive damage to the head and doing KO. With the thorn pods added onto it, I had him on the ground, like, almost all the time. Like, there was nothing you could do. And even, I think there was also, like, a threshold that you could hit when you were hitting his head enough times with just pure damage that he would just fall over anyways. So, mm -hmm. getting him yeah, out of his... Yeah, the old um, dragon fall. Yeah, like, getting, getting past his thresholds and breaking his horns was very, very easy after figuring out the strategy to be able to just beat him with it. And... Like, it, it was a very satisfying fight. With Fatalis, unfortunately, the only ways that I was able to really beat him was with the Switch Axe, just doing zero-sum discharges on his head, knowing when it was safe um, to attack him whenever he would do, like, a long breath of fire. That was really the only time when you could actually clutch onto his head. If he was using a bite or a fireball attack, you weren't really safe. But outside of that, figuring all that stuff out and... Um, coming up with optimal strategies to beat both Fatalis and Latrion made them very satisfying fights. And, um, Kulptaroth was a bit, it was kind of annoying, but I'm happy that we were able to finally kill it in G-Rank. Mm -hmm. It was really satisfying. And being able yeah. to use the materials to make the weapons, like, even though it was still RNG-based, you still had to roll for it. At least using the materials this time around to be able to make weapons... That was really satisfying. Um, but yeah, like, honestly, like, Iceborne, I had some highs and lows with it, but overall, it was very satisfying. I think it's probably the worst Monster Hunter game for being Monster Hunter, but by itself, if we were to look at it as a game, it was pretty decent. I, I'm willing to, you know, give it the benefit of the doubt and say that, yes, it was a really good game for it being what it was, out of all the Monster Hunter games, it's the lowest ranking for me. But it's not a bad game, really. Um, I'm really looking forward to Rise because it's going to blow it out of the water by a huge stretch. Getting my only, the my only exchange for Wirebugs, definitely better. So, yeah. Uh, what I wanted, The thing I want to say is that the final three monsters were amazing, and I think they were a good send-off to two years of the same game, essentially. Um, Absolutely. We got a, a Latrion, which I agree with you. A Latrion's very hard, very tough. I like like him a lot. Um, I could have done mm -hmm. with that without the Eschaton Judgment. I think just having Elemental do more to him and be the way to beat him was probably a better answer than just saying, hey, yeah. you didn't reach this threshold, now everyone dies. Um, so I think Eschaton Judgment was a little bit of a eh. But Frostfang Barrieth super amazing fight loved it changed up a fight that i like already and then we had a great send-off which is the almighty fatalis that was the hardest monster to ever hit <laughs> monster Hunter oh, iceborne God. world and yeah. it took everyone weeks to get through it and it was great mm -hmm. um so yeah there you go morgs number five 
Um, Pan, what about your number five or, or, or just the next one on your list? <laughs> I did think of a couple while you guys were talking. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> the first game that, uh, that came to mind when I thought about games that I played a lot of that really got me in 2020, uh, mm-hmm. one of them has to be Darkest Dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you guys, well, for those who have not tuned in on our What Have You Been Playing episode from back in like June or something, uh, Darkest Dungeon is a, uh, I don't remember when it was released. Like, I think when it say 20... 2014 is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I was going to say, it was going to say 2014. Yeah, that long ago? Yeah. yeah it was a long time ago. Like, yeah, but it, it got, like, a lot of updates into it. Um, I think It did. Is, yeah. It, it was also, like, an alpha for a while. Because I mm-hmm. remember, like, my college roommate that I lived with, who is now my boss, like, played it when we were roommates. Um... Mm. But anyways, yeah, Darkest Dungeon. So, uh, you know, during the quarantine, uh, once daycares opened back up, uh, my husband and I were basically just uh, the two of us at home and he his work was suspended for the summer and I was still looking for a job. And uh, basically, uh, the kid was at daycare and we had all day to ourselves. So I played a lot of Darkest Dungeon uh, in June. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I played the crap out of it. It is one of my top, like, ten games of all time. It's a really great turn-based RPG um, based on, like, Lovecraftian horror and uh, such things. There's, you know, everything you'd expect out of a turn-based RPG based on Lovecraftian stuff. It's wonderful. Um, also, I cannot recommend the Switch version. It's it's absolute garbage, and I wish I could get refunds on Switch games. How is it... It's not like it's hard to run. The, Why is the Switch it's, version it's so bad? Because the controls, the controls are ass. Oh no! And I don't mm-hmm. know what I don't know what happened, Jesse. They, I don't. They have the same buttons as an Xbox control. They're all standard. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. How? Jesse, it is goddamn impossible to put a turn-based RPG on a Nintendo console. <laughs> it can't be done. This is. I, I am upset by how weird this sounds. I, it's it's did, terrible. Did you not? <laughs> I mean, there isn't into the breach a turn-based strategy. I'm, I'm, RPG? I'm, it's a that joke. Four twenty. Pokemon is also a turn-based RPG. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah. Pokemon. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chrono Trigger. That is a thing. I I think there's at least Most one Final Fantasy on a. On a Nintendo system, there's a thing. shitload of Castlevania. Oh, no, Castlevania is not turn-based. Never mind. But yeah, there's there's a shitload of uh like turn-based Final Fantasies, but no turn-based RPGs just can't be done on Nintendo consoles. And Darkest Dungeon <laughs> is proof of that. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, uh, don't yeah, ever, like it's just they're so back-ass words. I hate it. Um, it it made it like one of my top games of all time just unplayable. So I can't recommend the Switch version. Buy the computer version. Uh, if you can, it's it's usually pretty cheap when it goes on sale. I love it. It's a wonderful, terrible, horrifying, difficult game. <laughs> mhm. That's a good sell. I own mm-hmm. it on four platforms. Damn. So can yeah, you can back me PS4, up on that. PS4 Switch. Yeah, a PS4 Switch, which I actually don't mind the Switch version. I I don't I mean, I get what you're saying with the controls. I just I don't know, it didn't bother me. Um um, PS4 Switch, and then I also own it on both Steam and GOG. Oh, wow. So there you go. Is it terrible on the PS4? GOG was not a thing. No, it wasn't terrible on PS4. That's where I got the furthest, I think. 
Uh, it's also where I... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's also where I played it the longest. Wow. Okay. And it's a hard-as-balls game. Like... <laughs> Oh yeah, it's tough. There's like yeah. permadeath, and it's it's really really difficult actually, like getting through those dungeons with like whatever characters that you happen to have, um, and it, it's very. I don't think that you. I've can never really beat prepare it. For what happens in those dungeons, yeah. because you know there's because things change in it, you know, drastically as you, every time that you go in there, right? Like because you know, yeah, like, it's a, it's a roguelike. The traps are never really the same. The bad guys, like the big bosses, are tough as nails, and unless like you go in there knowing full well what's, you know, coming at you, um, yeah, it's very easy to get party wiped every single time when you go into it. So it oh, actually yeah. does quite require a lot of preparation. No, like, I, yeah, I beat it on PC, but I will say that uh, this, you know, it was in June, and uh, I could literally play it for six to eight hours a day without any consequences. Man, Pan yeah. selling me on it with the themes, and then Morg unselling me on it with the mechanics. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it is a it's a tough. Game, but I mean, it's worth playing. It definitely is. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, a tough the word preparation, though. It's it's right up there with micromanage on things that immediately turn me off in game just in like games that I just don't want to play anymore. Um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, on okay. a on a on a one to Crusader Kings, I don't think it's that bad. Uh. If if Aww. if you're using a scale with Crusader Kings on it, I'm probably not on board with whatever game is is on that scale. <laughs> oh nice. God, Crusader Kings! You think that game's crazy? Oh man, just play Victoria too. That game is like so heavy on the politics. It's so so difficult to manage if you don't know what you're doing. Well, Literally, never even heard of that game. Well, oh, it's made by the same not... guys who do Crusader Kings. Yeah. Uh, but th mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot to manage, really. There's there's only, like, two or three things you can equip, and most everything else uh, is kind of, like, mm -hmm. decided for you. It's just a matter of what your what your party composition is going to be. It's There's not a whole lot to yep. micromanage. Yeah, you manage your party. You manage your people, essentially. Equip them and, and equip their skills. And it's, yeah. it's, it's not that bad, actually. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think there's, like, ten classes, but two of the classes are the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, the crossbowman and the musketeer, they're the, they have the same skills. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, just one's a, one's a woman and one's a dude. It's true. It's true. Well, no, the crossbowman can do heal for one. Whereas yeah, so can, so can the okay. musketeer. Oh, I don't have. I have not played with the musketeer. I'm thinking the highwayman, but yeah. Oh yeah, no, right. no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, the musketeer. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's some DLC. It's like two bucks on Steam usually, but it's the exact same thing as I the crossbowman. Yeah, I mean, I have it. I just didn't play oh, with yeah. it yet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it it has all the same abilities, or if they're not the same abilities, they do the exact same thing as the crossbowman. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's number five. Uh, four to go each. Um, let's <laughs> let's uh, get moving along. So, uh, my number four. Uh, I played this what on PC. I do believe on good old games. Do you I skip Jesse? Oh, oh, did I skip Jesse? No, my number five was Circle no. of the Moon. Yeah, the the. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I thought yeah. we skipped somebody. Yeah. Okay. No, it's okay. My bad. I appreciate yeah. no, no. you. 
making sure I got my turn. All right. All no, right. yeah, every, everybody got their number five. Sorry, keep going for it. My bad. Okay. So my number four on good old games developed by Hyper Strange is Elderborn. And Elderborn is the one we talked about, Pan, where uh, it was what we call it thrash metal. Um, mm-hmm. The Dark Souls style first person sword game. Um, I was really trying to think of having this or Mortal Shell on here. And I think this one was just more fun. Mortal Shell is a lot more stress. Um, Elderborn kicking people off of ledges, you know, bashing their face in with a ma- with a mace or pairing them with a sword felt really good. Really good, uh, like high adrenaline combat, uh, first person. And it, it was, the only reason why it's Dark Souls esque is because when you go to a checkpoint, it respawns all the monsters, and you get a resource when you kill things that goes away, and you have to go back and reclaim it. Um, other than that, uh, in the difficulty, quote unquote, um, I will say that the difficult, I, I, I'd like to, uh, put a potentially, I don't know, inflammatory statement out there and say that, uh, when I say Dark Souls difficulty, I like to say unfair difficulty is in they purposely tried to trick you and trap mm-hmm. you versus telling you to be cautious like they purposely play with your expectations and try to trick you um it's it's which like two more horrors yeah which or is tomb fine raider uh, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah basically tomb raider hey hey there's this doorway oh you you thought there was going to be a monster on the on any other doorway no the door the floor fell out from underneath you and a chain <laughs> ball hit you in the face on the way down like Classic. stuff like that like but this game was insane. Uh, it wasn't too long, uh, and I enjoy like when a game is that difficult. I I enjoy it not being overly long and not you know staying, not overstaying its welcome. Uh, I think the even though I'm not into metal, as we proved with the music episode, uh, well, you guys had a bunch of metal stuff that I listened to all of it, and I was like, yeah, it was okay. Um, I enjoyed the music for this one because I think it, it fit the situation and I had a better context um, of what was going on with the music more so than, you know, you guys have context. Everyone has context of what music they like to listen to. Um, yeah. So I, I felt the uh, the like thrash metal that, that is in this game works really well because it's really high adrenaline. There's a lot of stuff going on. And just kicking people off of ledges and getting their souls is kind of hilarious. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Um, and I, I don't think I spent more than, I think it was $30 on this game. It was, and that wasn't with a sale. It was just brand new. So yeah, Elderborn. Uh, played it on PC by Hyper Strange. Uh, Jesse, you're number four. I actually got to play Elderborn when it was in early access, and it was fun then. So that makes me excited yeah. about maybe trying it now. Yep, I finished it. It was tough, but I did it. I believe that. The first boss uh, almost made me uh, not win. Yeah. That first boss is rough, yeah. Uh, So my number four, I am excited. Uh, Not only did I get to review this game but I and launch a show with it, but it was freaking awesome. Uh, it's Turok Dinosaur Hunter from Doggone 1997, yes. but from from acclaim. But it's the Night Dive Studios 
remastered version. I, I can sure. see mm. I can see tears of joy streaming down Fortwan's face right now. It's, oh man, it's so yes. fun. I, it is just nonstop jumping and shooting, shooting and jumping. It makes no doggone sense, and it ever, <laughs> and it is okay. It is totally okay with it. It's not trying to like make a joke. It's just like, nah, this is of course there's bug aliens. Why wouldn't there be? Now now start using your new rocket launcher and wipe them out. Like that's the game and it is absolutely bonkers and I loved it. Mhm. I was so excited to play it. It was and I cuz I didn't play the original game back in the day. This is the first time I'm playing it. Oh my gosh. And like Acclaim did a good job with it. Um but I really I have to say, Night Dive Studios, like, props to them for upgrading it, doing some quality of life changes, and making it work so incredibly smooth on modern machines. I, I will say they did everything to preserve the way it felt back then. I have played both the Night Dive and the old ones. Um, they There's nothing lost by playing the Night Dive version versus the old ones. That's awesome to know. Because it is super fun. Although um, it would be super weird to try and play it with one analog stick. Uh, it was. Uh, you, you had to use the C buttons on the N64 to adjust your up and down. That was, yeah. Everything was strafing and then the C buttons were looking, I think. And it was slow. So, yeah. <laughs> I absolutely believe that. Um, I love Turok, of course. Native American like myself, killing dinosaurs. I can't not love it. So Right? <laughs> yeah. Native American Rambo versus dinosaurs and aliens. It's just it's perfect. It's it's just mm, it's lovely. And the military like, industrial complex. Those are enemies too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's true. With their four Jeeps in one battle. They're freaking Hummers. Yeah. That shoot missiles, man. What a absolutely wackadoo game. <laughs> yeah. I swear oh, to man, God, you, you get need to, to play yet? Far Cry Blood Dragon. Yeah, Blood Dragon. See, in that the, the thing with Blood Dragon, though, is like it's... And I, I do kind of want to play it, and it does seem fun. But, like, it's supposed to be uh, a silly thing. It's like um, the Robert Rodriguez movie. Was that Terror, Planet Terror? Yeah. Where it's like, it's trying to be a, you know, a weird grindhouse movie versus like an actual, like, weird grindhouse movie that was trying to be something better and wasn't, but you like it because of what it was. Right. And what it was, even though it didn't hit what it was trying to be. And I feel like that's the kind of difference between, like, Blood Dragon and Turok. Yeah. Both there's... are good. But oh, like, I know. There's something ab- I know. There's something about that that they aim for the stars. And, like, really didn't make it. But mm. what a journey. Oh, I'm just saying, like, yeah. Fortwan needs to play Blood Dragon. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. I, I've been told this many times. I, well, in that case, I, yeah. I will get to it eventually. Okay. Um, that, by the way, Jesse, have you played number two yet or no? Uh, I started it, but I had to start doing another game for behind schedule. So, but it is oh, okay. on my uh, a list of next four I will do. Okay, number two, I still believe is the superior one, but 
Yeah. Well, you know, you can get my opinion when the next when that behind schedule comes out. Nice. <laughs> um, good plug there. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Morg, you're number four. My number four for this, I would have to say, is probably. Ooh, okay. Um, this one's kind of tricky. Um, it's I'm kind of stuck between uh, Pokemon Fire Red or Monster Hunter Three U. I'm probably gonna say Pokemon Fire Red. Um, by extension, um, I actually found a um a ROM enhancement for Fire Red, and this one actually um is really cool. It's called Pokemon Radical Red. Now, if you guys like the idea of a Gen 3 game, like a Gen 3 ROM, having all the mechanics and Pokemon leading up to and including Generation 8, holy crap, this is definitely the game for you. It includes Mega Evolutions, it includes Fairy Types, it includes um, all the wild, crazy Pokemon like Grimmsnarl, you can uh, get multiple starters, uh, you get like uh, the uh, Galarian Zigzagoon, um, you can- oh, Hold on, hold on. Do you have bug starters? Um, I think you can, if there is a randomizer mode that um, is built into so the So short ROM. answer is, Short answer is no, I can't get a bug started. Technically, you can if you're lucky. If the randomizer will allow you to, um, your starter mm. Pokemon will be different. Um, if we were starter to, Weedle, let's do it. If we were if we were to say that you could get a um, a bug starter, actually now that now that you mention it, there is a ROM hack um, for uh, Pokemon Red. It's called Pokemon Black Palace Edition, where you do get a bug starter. You have to choose between either Caterpie. Weedle, or you can choose a Bellsprout, um, and nice. God, it is hard as balls. Um, but the good thing about it is, is that when you go up to Viridian City, there's that patch of grass that is to the west that leads to the Elite Four. If you go through the grass there, you can get all the starters. So you can get Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, all at level three, and then there's a Pikachu at level five that you can catch. Um, yeah, that one's absolutely crazy. That one you can definitely get a bug starter with. Um, but with Radical Red, um, if you have the randomizer on, I believe you can get a bug type as your starter. I haven't really fully tested it out yet just to see, but, um, I'm playing it with the, with the randomizer off, um, just to get, like, the full scope of everything. It, it's absolutely insane. Like, being able to Mega so, Evolve, like, your Gyarados, like, in a battle, like, it's weird. You, in order to get Mega Stones, you have to go back and challenge, like, gym leaders, like, a second time, but they'll have, like, level 50 Pokemon, so you have to, like grind up your team to be almost perfect um i believe hmm. it also allows you to be able to check like the uh, uh the ivies of your pokemon to see if they're like perfectly bred or not um it gives it like like an a plus to like an e grade system for like your um for your ivies which is really cool i never saw that before in a game um being able to uh, make purchases over at a Pokemon Center to be able to change the nature of your Pokemon so that you can optimize what's uh, like um, what stats grow faster than others. Um, it's it's an insane game. Like uh, there's like I think um, a battle with Koga where he has um, a Mega uh, Toxtricity, which is basically just this Gigantamax form. Um, but it, it, it's absolutely insane. Like, I, I was watching, um, what is it, this one guy, um, on uh, YouTube called Pokemon Challenges, where he does, like, Nuzlocks of, like, a whole bunch of different ROMs, and I, mm -hmm. it was through him, uh, through watching his channel, that I was actually looking at some of the ROMs to pick out and play, 
and Radical Red is definitely up there with a lot of the games that um, I've played. It's phenomenal. Fire Red, even by itself, like, it's a good game. I love that game. It's it's really fun to play. Good old Gen 1. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. A, a Gen 3 version of uh, Gen 1. I mean, Gen 1 is good, but I kind of prefer the Gen 3 remake of it because it's a little bit more balanced. You have the option of, like, fighting dark types. They're not as plentiful, um, but at least they're there, and um, psychic types have been nerfed with the special... Um, split, so Amnesia doesn't function like Calm Mind times two, so it's 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 a little bit more fair. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah, I definitely like Fire Red. Oh, and there's also uh, Pokemon Rocket Red, which is an altered version of Fire Red where you play as a Rocket Grunt and you work your way up in um, in in the uh, in the uh, in Rocket, Rocket Gang, and like it's mm -hmm. really awesome because whenever you're fighting players, like if you fight um, trainers. If you beat them, you can choose to take a Pokemon from their party and add it to your own. But here's the That's thing, though. you There are bounties crazy. that are put on your head, too. And um, Pokemon centers, like, they'll accept you, but you can't go to Marts to buy items if you have a bounty on your head. And you can choose to um, give pokemon that you stole back to the people that you stole them from to eliminate the bounty that's on your head but like it's absolutely crazy like especially like considering like if you become the racket boss and you get challenged by a champion lance and then you beat him you can take his dragonite it's just, just awesome crazy it's so awesome i love rom hacks like any kind of a rom hack of fire red it's usually going to be a really good one so definitely like radical red and i think um pokemon uh, what is it? Uh, yeah, Rocket Red. Really, say, the, really the good ROMs. The alternate had better be Bodacious Blue. Oh, <laughs> God, I would love a Bodacious Blue. It would be so cool. Yeah, I, it's the only thing that fits. It's the only thing that fits, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Pan, what's uh, what's your number four? We're, yeah, we're still at four. <laughs> All right, uh... Um, Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town. Um, I hyped this game for a long time. Uh, it was, mm -hmm. it's a, for those who are just tuning in though, Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town is available on Switch and on PC. It came out in 2020. It is a remake of a Game Boy Advance game um, called Harvest Moon, Friends of Mineral Town. There's a, there's a whole thing on the the name rights to Harvest Moon, so it's called Story of Seasons mm. now because there's there's a lot of legal stuff going on with the legal rights to Harvest Moon. Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town. If you guys like Stardew Valley and you have a Switch or you have a computer, you should uh, you should play Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town. It is a fantastic uh, farming slice of life game. I will agree. I did not finish it, but it was enjoyable when I was playing it. Yeah, Fortwan doesn't like farming slice of life games so not really no but i enjoyed the time i had with it but that's it mm -hmm. uh I, I played the crap out of it um i still pick it up and play it occasionally i've got a few sort of like weird associations with it now because i played it a ton while i was recovering from my surgery back in august mm -hmm. and now like in my mind that's the game you play when you're sick <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. I've got this weird association. Uh, the horse is cute. Yeah, the horse is cute. I love the horse. Yeah. Uh, the horse is cute. Um, gosh, who did I marry my first playthrough on that? 
Oh yeah, I married the red-haired guy who was like a new addition. He wasn't a character in the previous game. That's why I picked him. The the, yeah. the emo artist okay. guy who hung out in the woods. The I was working on marrying the girl at the inn. The Anne. red-haired girl. Yeah. Anne, yeah. So she is actually I was working on that. So in in the other Harvest Moon games, Anne is usually my number one waifu. Mm. It, nice. In a lot of the Harvest Moon games, they don't <laughs> let you pick. They don't let you choose like if you're gonna go for the male or the female. They assume that all gamers are men, and that you can only choose the women. Mm. And then, and then they realized, oh wait, a lot of girls play our games. Ha. ha. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them to finally figure that out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In uh, st- yeah. like in so there was uh originally there was Friends of Mineral Town. You are a male protagonist. You can only romantically pursue the women. And uh, then they released a sequel, which was more Friends of Mineral Town. And it was basically Friends of Mineral Town, but you're a female protagonist and you can pursue the men. And then, Interesting. Yeah. And then in Story hmm. of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town, the remake on the Switch, you can choose at the beginning of the game if you're a boy or a girl and you can romantically pursue either a man or a woman. Yay! option yes and also if you yep. if you are in a same-sex marriage then you get an option to uh you don't adopt but this goddess the goddess appears and magically grants you a baby that is biologically yours and your spouse's very interesting i love yeah. just with a magic gay baby just with a, is the way to go yeah <laughs> yeah the goddess just appears and like spawns a baby in a crib for you that's a nightmare I have, to be honest. <laughs> I like this game. It's very progressive. This is definitely what I look for in video games. Um, I very much enjoy my girls. Uh, although I don't get to see them right now because uh, their uh, potential stepfather has a COVID scare. So they're in quarantine. Mm. So. Okay. I mean, good on you for keeping the species alive, but that's not what I'm going to do. <laughs> Oh, no hate. All There's right. too many people on the planet anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm doing my part. So, um, another PC game that I played this year that I dove really hard into because, well, the pandemic, um, which is Northgard by Shiro Games. Um, I don't normally play an RTS, but here we are. Northgard is a Viking RTS. You play a clan of Vikings, and... Um, I cannot begin to describe to you every clan that's in this because they all have their own bonuses and units and all this kind of stuff. But I do believe there are, I think it's either 14 or 15 clans. You had me at Viking RTS. (laughs) I love it. I love this game. Um, I finished the campaign and then they have a, um, they have a roguelike mode where you get different bonuses and modifiers on this map. So you finish this match, and then you go to a whole nother RTS match with different win conditions and different, like, modifiers. Like, hey, you have plus two sheep now. And now you have, like, when you beat this map, like, and you have branching paths to get different bonuses and stuff. And it's actually really cool. Um, I only completed two of those campaigns because I wanted to do it for all the different clans. But... Yeah, you, you play the game, you know, what, 100 hours or so, and you're like, okay, I need a break and going to play something else. 
and I haven't gone back to it since, but I mean, I did put a lot of time into this game. Um, I am very intrigued. It, yeah, it's it's um, it's really good. Um, I will say that uh, there's a really cool mechanic of of, of like hunting, like uh, of course you have like oh it's normal RTS stuff like oh hunters gather food, farming and that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, there's, like, each tribe just, like, it's hard to explain because there's different things. Like, one of the tribes only gets resources by attacking the other tribes. And there's one of the tribes that, like, only gets resources for, like, sheep. Like, farming sheep or something like that. Like, um... That reminds me of some all, mechanics in Age of Mythology. Yes, uh, except I would say they're more specialized than in, than they are in Age Mythologies, um, and the, uh, not you, not all the clans are available right away. Like you have to buy some of them as DLC, but um, I still I've got them all because it was on sale at one point. Um, I put forty five hours into this game. Yeah, 45 hours, which was, you know, good good chunk of time into that for me. Um, I can actually see the achievements. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite clans was the Goat Clan. That was fun. They get uh, bonuses for having goats in their territories. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, there's, like, boss monsters you can kill, and it's all, like, um, uh, uh, Nordic mythology as well so there's like um there's giants and stuff there's wyverns there's um i can't remember what they call them but the giant worm there's like a there's a map that like the giant worm is going to attack a random area in so many turns yeah uh there's rocks there's all sorts of like really cool like mythology stuff that you have to deal with on top of like the other clans and stuff um, it's, it's really cool and it's, it's interesting because, um, you have to conquer it. Like think of it like a gridded map. It's not really entirely grid. They're not squares. Um, but there are these every, like, you can't just like go over and attack the other person's base. You actually have to claim the square next to you to be able to move through it. Or your, your, your military can move through it, but you can't build a base next to them. You can't do like Zerg rush strats. Or anything like that. Um, like, you actually have to claim the land around you. Um, and, like, little by little to actually get your resources to go out there. It's really cool. Um, I enjoy it quite a bit. Um, yeah, Northgard. I got it on GOG. I'm sure it's available on Steam as well. It's on sale on GOG know. at the moment. Ooh, mm-hmm. nice. I didn't even notice. Yep, 50% off. Making it $15. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I got it at full price. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did. Now I got the like DLC. Got your, sounds like you got your money worth out of it, though. Oh yeah, forty five hours for thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. I would seriously consider buying it. Like, of course, right I bought now, the DLC. Except that I've, I'm kind of committed to not buying any more PC games until I have a new PC. Yeah. Fair. That's yeah, kind of why I'm not playing anything. That's not on Switch or PC. Yeah. Because like I'm not playing my PS4 till I get a PS5 eventually, right? Yeah, <laughs> same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
Yeah. Our, yeah. Our, Christmas 2021. Our our PS4. Mm-hmm. It's uh, we keep joking about PS4 fan go burr, but it's more like <laughs> PS4 fan prepares for takeoff. <laughs> oh man, oh, it does. Yeah. yeah, the load times on PS4 have always been a stick point for me. I hate. Oh yeah, I hate that. So I'm just like I'm done. I'm done. So yeah, uh, it was my number three. So, uh, Jesse, what's your number three? Uh, I'm gonna actually switch out my honorable mention for number three. Okay. Because I feel like it's cheating. So, um, and I want to give a shout out to an indie game because indie games always need it. There's a back in February, I got to play and review a game called Beautiful Desolation. Ooh, okay. Um, and it is a point-and-click adventure where this pin rose shows up in the sky. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're like, hey, what the heck? And you travel to it. A bunch of stuff happens, but whatever. Shows up, you travel to it, you get thrown into the future. And it's a future Earth where the alien technology of this pin rose alien craft thing has completely altered Earth. And, like, how... Uh, like everything works how people like even how people age how technology changed and it Hmm. presents a legitimately alien world that is absolutely fascinating and i got completely lost in and it was so awesome Mm -hmm. like it wasn't it was not just like ooh, and here's some cool i love cyberpunk like Mm -hmm. absolutely but it's not like cool check this out you could have like technology in your head isn't that neat whoa so future but like it really did present wild visuals and like differences in uh like philosophy and like just everything felt so removed from what we understand as like how earth is but still had the you could see where it came from from our time it Hmm. was fascinating I really enjoyed it, and if that's the sort of thing you like, or if you like point-and-click adventure games, highly recommend it. Okay. Hmm. Sounds definitely different, that's for sure. Yeah, it's wild. And point-and-click is not a popular genre anymore, too. (laughs) No, it's really not. Um, But, like, it's a really great, like, environment. The story is good, but it's really the environment that sells it. That, like, that's really the biggest part of the story. The world and the world building. I get it. Yeah. The world building is, oh, oh, so good. Okay. Um, So, uh, number three for you, Morg. Okay. Number three for me is going to be a pretty obvious one. It's Monster Hunter 3U. (laughs) I started actually uh, coming back to it, and I did a fresh new playthrough of it. Um. It's just very refreshing to finally come back to a more traditional style of Monster Hunter. Um, And being able to relearn Hammer, like, I don't know why, but Hammer, for me, seems to feel like one of the best weapons, if not the best weapon to be using in, like, I think 3U and I think Freedom Unite. I mean, I soloed the whole game with it. Yeah, and I've also watched, like, um, Yeah, I've also watched that. Abyssal Legiacris. Yeah, and I also watched the Canto RX, um, like, uh, go through his entire solo playthrough of, I think, Portable 3rd with it, and he just mm-hmm. absolutely decimated Alatrion with Hammer. It was absolutely insane. He just ate it up. It was so fast, that fight. Um, so good with it. Um, 
And yeah, um, yeah, it was. Oh, I can't remember. How what many is with ago everyone was, going back to the older games this year? I don't get that. I don't that. know. Yeah, like, like, um, I've noticed that. Yeah, Canterbury has been doing it. Um, a bunch of yeah, a bunch of Monster Hunter fans have actually been going back to um, yeah, the older games, especially three U. I have a theory. U really nice. Ace. Mm-hmm. The okay, so one people have become bored of uh, Monster Hunter World. Mm-hmm. And two years of the same game. Yeah. I get it. And. They're, everyone's preparing themselves to live without Monster Hunter World's quality of life improvements once Monster Hunter Rise comes out. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yep. Rise has those improvements. I know. From what we see so okay, far. Okay, okay. Yeah, but, like, okay. we're just, like, mentally preparing ourselves to, like, live without the, like, you know, just drop in and fight shit and not have to find a fucking party. Sure. And, uh, and, you know, key mm-hmm. quests are just, you know, they're either not there or they're just so much easier to deal with. Mm-hmm. And we're 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 just mentally preparing ourselves to live without the fireflies. Mm-hmm. No oh, more of those unavoidable cutscenes that but you have to go through. There's an <clears throat> there's an owl now. Yes, the owl spots Look, things for you. It now scouts Fort for Juan. you, which is great. No Fort scout Juan. flies. Fort Juan. Hmm? As a Zelda fan, mm-hmm. I'm terrified of having owls in my video games. Bum, da, da, it won't. It da, won't da, da, ask da, da, you if you need da, to do da, the tutorial da, twice. Da, da, it won't try to trick you. Tutorial. Would you not like me to repeat the thing I just said? <laughs> yeah. Um, whichever the one that makes you shut up. That's the answer. <laughs> Stupid owl! I'm, I'm, get out of here. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Did you get I all think... of that link? No. Let me read. Did you not? Then. Did you not fully comprehend everything I said? Okay, but I think that people are kind of, they're bored of Iceborne, and uh, also uh, some of the older games, like 4U, I know you didn't mention 4U, you mentioned like 3U, but 4U had the biggest, uh, mm-hmm. had the biggest, like, monster gallery, didn't it? It's... Uh, Generations Ultimate Yeah, that's the one, yeah, that's the one I'm saying. Generations had more yeah. monsters, yeah. Yeah, I think so it I had think, like ninety something big monsters. Yeah, yeah. ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah. So I think people are just like going back to older games that have monsters that weren't that didn't make it into Monster Hunter World, and they're also preparing themselves to live without all the quality sure. of life improvements. Yeah, because every every generation has a monster that was left behind. Oh yeah. Except for first generation. First generation, everything has been redone. But um, yeah, yeah. Second generation, you no longer get hypno hypnocatrice. Um, Yamatsukami, Shengaren. Uh, yeah, fourth gen, you get none of the. Yeah. You get none of the underwater fights. You no longer get Gobel outside of third. Vespoid Queen. (laughs) Oh, that's that's another thing. I actually went back and I actually got uh, PPSSPP working, and I actually have a new file of uh, Freedom Unite uh, going, and I'm playing it with a Logitech controller, and. It's really fun. It's actually really fun. I'm, I, I just, mm, it's so good to finally get back into it. But it didn't make it on this list because I, I got it working in January. Um, so of if, this year, if I could, I would have put it on this list above even Monster Hunter Three uh, U because. Mm, what, what do you mean you got it working in January? It's only been um, two days in January, Morg. Oh wait, yeah, no, yeah, no, I got no. Yeah. So oh, you yeah, got it working right. yesterday? Yeah, 
Well, technically, no, wait, no. Technically, I, I actually have been playing uh, Freedom Unite in uh, December. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's January the 2nd. Oh, my goodness. I keep treating um, <laughs> the last week as if it was, like, the new year, but... Um, yeah, no, yeah. No. Oh, shoot. Christmas, been, New Year, putting, it all feels the same. I should have put fr- uh, nope. Freedom Unite over nope, it's off. you, but... I'm, I'm vetoing it. I'm vetoing it. Freedom Unite yeah. can stay. Okay. Yeah, it was it was it's a good game, and actually, uh, there were a lot of things about Freedom Unite that I completely forgot. Like for example, um, gathering nodes—they don't have like the big question mark over top of them, so you had to know where to go in order to be able to find all the stuff, which was really irritating. But I I kind of like the the uh, the added difficulty to it without the quality of life changes, and that's also another reason why I like three uh, U is because there's no mount mechanics, so you have to look for good openings in order to be able to fight monsters, and you have to understand how the fight works um the combat and it actually feels less unga bunga and it's more about analyzing the situation and adapting to the fight as it goes on because each monster has a different approach to the way that they're going to fight you so you have to adjust adjust your approach to fighting the monsters by understanding how the monsters fight um which makes it, there is so many things honestly, wrong yeah. with it what that you're saying more I, I just can't I just can't. I, I, I don't. I don't understand. Like, you know, like, yeah, it's it's great if you like Iceborne or World for the fact that you can just bum rush monsters to death. But, I mean, I like a game that requires <laughs> me to think about how I'm approaching a problem. And that's why I like strategy games and I like certain fighting games where there is that sort of implementation to it where you, you have to actually think about what you're doing. It's not just a mindless, you know, hack and slash. I can just, you know, go up to you and just teabag you whenever I feel like it just because, you know, that's what the combat is. It's just stupid. Um, so, yeah. back to what you actually had on your list, 3 mm-hmm. Ultimate. 3 Ultimate, yeah. You're in- it's really fun. I'm really enjoying it a lot. Um you know the hard grind awesome um i haven't really focused on charms because charms are crap in that game the the charm table is the worst so i'm just focusing on just full sets right now and just working with what i have to make the sets as good as i can so that way i can fight other monsters i'm right now at the point where i have the the rathalos set and hammer so I can fight a Lavasi. Oh, sorry, not a Lavasi. Yes, uh, Agnactor. And the only reason why I'm using a Fire Hammer is because it makes the hit zones better for those cooled down lava parts on its body. So I can break them a little bit more efficiently. That's the only reason why. I'm focusing on the raw. And really, that's all you need for a hammer is good raw damage. Element is kind of like added flavor, but yeah. Anyways, yeah, that's that's on my list. Yeah, three U, definitely a good game. Okay. One of these days, we're going to have a talk as to why so many things you've said there, but not today. <laughs> we'll have the History of Monster Hunter talk. We'll do that one day. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm loaded with hot takes. I've got t- I got a ton of them. I'm, I'm willing to argue my case. Okay. Not saying anything <laughs> bad. Obviously, I loved those games as well. Um, yeah. But yeah. All right. Um, so, Pan, number three. Alright, so, uh, strictly speaking, I didn't play this game. Okay. <laughs> I like how this um, is starting. But, all right. uh, I, I watched all the cutscenes, and I hung out with my husband while he played it, and good god, this mm-hmm. game is fun. Uh, Yakuza yeah. mm-hmm. Zero. Oh, yes. Oh. Yeah. 
So, uh, one of my husband's, uh, so listeners, you may or may not know, my husband is a uh, school teacher. So, uh, basically when the school shut down back in March, uh, his summer vacation started two months early. So he made mm-hmm. himself a list of uh, <laughs> much, video yeah. game goals that he had to complete by September, and one of his goal- video game goals was to complete all the Yakuza games. Uh, oh, lofty goal! Oh, wow. he did not. He yeah. did not. He did not achieve it. But that's another. That's another oh. story for another time. <laughs> but we began with Yakuza Zero, and we had, you know, we had no, uh, no knowledge or expectations of the Yakuza games other than a couple of uh, rave reviews from certain uh, influential internet personalities that Jesse may or may not be associated with. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, Yakuza 0 uh, is <laughs> is a game about uh, is a game about uh, Kazuma Kiryu, who is a uh, he's like, in Yakuza 0, he's like a 20-year-old uh, Yakuza gangbanger who uh, has completely glorified the Yakuza life. And it's, it's just about him being a 20-year-old Yakuza kid in the 1980s. And it's also about this other guy who is crazy as fuck, and his... Or, he doesn't start out crazy, but it's about a slow descent into madness for him. Because I guess he's... This is the Punching Tiger one, right? No, no, that's like Yakuza 3 or 4. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is way later. No, no, in Yakuza 0, Kiryu is is a fresh-faced, naive sort of kid. But okay. it's uh, there's a lot of like very poignant things uh, in Yakuza Zero. Um, there's a certain cutscene I'd uh, I would urge you to watch for Twan, and I'll send you the link later. But basically, um, Kiryu gets framed for this big affront to the upper guys in their gang, and uh, so the upper guys in the Yakuza are looking for Kiryu so that they can basically torture him to death. And Kiryu's best friend slash Kiryu doesn't have any siblings because he's an orphan, but basically his brother uh his brother kind of takes him on a road trip and uh because he's like hey i'll get you out of town we'll hide you till all this blows over and then kiryu realizes yeah. they're out in the middle of fucking nowhere and uh his brother has a gun and his brother has a gun which oh, this no. is in japan Ooh. there's not a, there's not a lot of in the middle of nowhere yeah that's well sure. also there's guns are not legal in japan unless you're a cop so, yeah, there's that. Yeah. So, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, what are we, what are we doing out here? And he's like, Kiryu, look, I love you. You're my brother and everything. But the best I can do for you is to just shoot you in the head so you have a clean death. Because when the bosses find you, you are so fucked. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. And like, clearly he gets out of it because this cutscene happens like 20 minutes, like about an hour and a half into the game. And it's a full on 60 hour game. So yeah, he talks his way out of it, but th- it's there's a lot of crazy, insane stuff in this game, including a sort of sub quest where you can collect like cards of pictures of actual Japanese porn stars. It's like softcore porn. There's no genitals. So Witcher one. Yes, yes, <laughs> like that. And <laughs> lots if- of underwear and some dry humping. Yes. Yum. And if you collect all the cards. <laughs> This super creepy perv dude who's in, like, tidy whities like, comes and, like, does, like, a lap dance at you. And uh, he is excited <laughs> because he, is, he has finally found someone as pervy as him because you went to all the trouble of collecting all those cards. <laughs> oh, lovely. That just... 
It's amazing. That just that's just, just that's just like a, just a slap in the face to all those completionists yeah. out there. Also, his name is Mr. Libido. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. Subtle. Yeah, I yeah. love this. Subtle. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's yeah. there's funny stuff like that. There's also just like random ass like uh, dance dance revolution style like beat games. There's a lot of. It's a game of mini games, but it's also got this like hard edged like Grand Theft Auto style gangster life story to it. Mm-hmm. Also, it's, that sounds like a game that I'm willing to play. Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna have to check this out. Also, uh, like. It- in defense of it, you can't just randomly walk up and punch civilians or whatever. You can only, like, fight people who have attacked you. Interesting. Yeah. So it's not okay. like Grand Theft Auto where you can just fuck about and, like, shoot people on the head and then run around while cops chase you. This game feels very anime, where you're, where you're like, kind of very anime pro-tag, where it's, like, you don't, like, go out of your way to kill people unless you're provoked... And then it's like, you know, oh, very dude. soft core shit and stuff dude. like that. Lots of comedy and lots of dancing and stuff like that. It's it is. Very, it is. Uh, sounds very up my alley. Wow. Oh, yeah. No, and like it's... I said, in Yakuza 3 or 4, I forget which one. They kind of blend together. He played a lot of them. Uh, he punches a tiger. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Now that I saw, because I saw that on the stream. That he was doing yeah. for his birthday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My husband streamed playing yeah. one of the Yakuza games for his birthday. But anyways, Yakuza 0. Um, there's a lot of subtext in Yakuza 0 that you won't get unless you've played the other Yakuza games. But at the same time, it's it's sure. a prequel to the Yakuza games, so it's a great place to step in if you want to play any Yakuza games. Okay. Wow, it's also $5 on Steam right Jesus now. Christ, that's a good deal. Whoa. It's- Whoa. Yeah. No, if if I if I wasn't hmm. already able to play it for free because I shared libraries with my husband, I'd buy that. <laughs> yeah, Yakuza Zero. It's I'm a it's a pretty great game. Do you not steam? I also a hundred percent back you up on uh if you played in the room with someone else who was or if you're in the room with someone else who's playing the game, total accounts. Um, <laughs> my partner and I do that too with single player games. When I used to have a partner, we did that too. <laughs> so I agree. It is it is something that you both experience in different ways, mind you, but yeah. Yeah. Still count. Yeah, so it looks like Yakuza 0 is 5 bucks on Steam and the collection of Yakuza 0, Yakuza Kiwami and Yakuza 2, which basically that's Yakuza 0 1 and 2. Uh the collection is altogether 30 bucks if you wish to do that. I tried to look for it on GOG and found a different game that I'm buying right now. <laughs> what? I'm I, it just, has nothing to do with that series. It has nothing to do with it whatsoever. It's an old game that um, my dad's good friend gave us when we were kids, and it's on what is it? for three now bucks. Now I want to know. Die by the Sword plus Limb from Limb expansion. It's a... It's like an old school like sword and shield, like adventure but you control the sword by swinging your mouse it's terrible controls but it's hilarious with ragdoll <laughs> physics well it looks like yakuza is not on gog it is not that's what i was checking so yeah there we go um okay yakuza zero um 
that was number three, so we're down to number two. So, Pan, uh, I'd like to thank you for introducing this game to me. Uh, it is my number two on the list, and it's probably the most surprising on the list for me. So I don't know if it's surprising to you guys, but it probably is, which is uh, Katawa Shoujo <laughs> by Four Leaf Studios. I forgot about that game. What is Katawa Shoujo? Oh boy! Um, I I guess you're about to tell me it's your it's your number two game, but I'm so I'm interested in finding. It. I am not into this genre. It's a dating sim. Um, slash visual novel. I am not into story heavy games. Yeah, slash visual novel novel. Um, I am not normally into story heavy games because I don't feel that that gaming. I think that gaming can elevate a story in a different way than a movie or something does. Um, but. I think this one did it, did it right. Um, so to explain real quick, Jesse, this is uh, yeah a dating like dating sim um, storybook game where you are disabled and you are in a high school of disabled people and you date various people of differently abledness. Um, and your dating options are like a paraplegic, uh, someone who's blind, uh, there's a deaf person, there's, um, and you're a guy dating girls, say, there's not really a yeah, lot of- Yeah, you say person, there are, everyone's a girl except for the secret one gay option. Oh, okay. Um, apparently you can die in this game, Pan didn't know this until I died twice. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> nice. Um, <clears throat> but what I um, I didn't expect to be so hooked into this game because we we did a uh, we did a basically a dating sim episode. We did, and Pan had this on her list, and she was like, "You should try it." I was like, "All right, I'll try it." And I ended up um, dating uh, I don't remember her name, but the blind girl, and um, it was amazing. The story of it was amazing. Um, I'm a big fan of romance. Lily. I have said this a lot on the show. Um, and it's actually well done romance, like a very well done. You feel like you are playing a high school kid who was falling in love for the first time. Like you feel it and it's like really cool. And you like deal with like, even in the beginning, you deal with like rejection and you deal a lot with learning how to live with your disability and, and like throughout the text and stuff. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Um, Cause uh, yeah, the protagonist was not born disabled. Um, he, uh, no. at, Within, like, the first five minutes of the game, so it's not a spoiler, uh, he basically has a heart attack and finds out that his he has a malformed heart and uh, he can't exert himself ever again. Right. Oh, wow. So you're also start trying to deal with that, and, like, you're basically the gameplay in itself is just dialogue choices, but they feel so meaningful... And innocuous at the same time. It's like... I mean, it really feels like butterfly effect kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's very typical of the, the visual novel type genre. Yeah. No, I mean, it's true. So, um, and I will say, one of the things that I didn't really pick up playing it through, but I went back into the game just to uh, get the developer on it, um, which is the Four Leaf Studios. Um, this game's music is just hauntingly beautiful mm -hmm. like the music is so good um and i i it, it was like 
it was like coming back to like a story I had read before, and I actually went through and like watched the previous cutscenes of what I had seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just like, wow, this is really good. It's now it's it's uh, it's definitely not a kid game. Uh, there's definitely some, uh, a lot of adult content in this as well. Also, if um, which I was not normally comfortable yeah, with. I'm, there is but... a button to turn off the sex scenes. <laughs> There yeah. is, yes. You, you can turn off the um, sex scenes. And, but they are there. So, you know. I do believe it is It is important to know that they are there, too. I guess. Because it, it, I think it does add something to the game. In an actual positive way. Because, like, actually in, um, understanding the characters and, and, like, hey, we're high schoolers and just learning this stuff, too. Like... Pan, you talked about some hilarious moments with, you know, the the, the playthrough you had. Um, I did not have as hilarious moments in mine, but... Um, yeah, you kept dying. Very hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not very, hilarious. Well, you got, drunk with, once, the, you got well, drunk with the schizophrenic kid and fell off the roof. Yep. Twice, because I... Basically, if you don't pick a path, that's what ends up, what ends up happening. So I was sort of like, okay, so where do I go from here? Okay, I won't do that. Oh, I won't do that. Um, <clears throat> but um, this game was like really good as far as like just making you feel like this character that they're telling you who you are. And I don't know. I I was like, I, I opened it back up to talk about it, and I was like, I might play through a second time. Like I might do it. I'd have to start from beginning to get to all the context again, but. I might do uh, I might do a second playthrough. <laughs> by the way, because yeah. it's uh, really good. By the way, dear listeners, Katoa Shoujo is available for free on katoa shoujocom You'll probably have to uh, figure out how to spell that, um, or you know, you guys can at me on Discord and I'll give you the link. But yeah, it's for free for download. You can't buy it. It was developed by four people who met on 4chan. Yep. Oh, it's that's insane. the name of the studio. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've been mm-hmm. wanting to to play more visual novels. This is so a solid one. Knowing that, yeah, knowing that both of you think of it so highly, I'll definitely look into yeah, this. Yeah, I linked it in the pod chat. Yeah, it's, if, it's really yeah, good. Yeah, I linked it in the pod chat for you, Jesse, because uh, it's free. You can download it. I that's where we got it from. Mm-hmm. And you can also download the yeah, it's still yeah, on my you computer. You can download the soundtrack from SoundCloud. It looks like. Oh, I love oh, soundtracks. Yeah. Yep, OSTs are always so cool. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. So that's my number two. Uh Jesse, your number two. Oh boy. Uh this game came out in doggone like end of October. It is very mm-hmm. new. Um if any of you play it or want to play it, let me know. I need more people to play this game with because it's multiplayer. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Rogue Company by High Res Studios. I have played it on Switch. I, I was not a huge fan. Oh my gosh, I absolutely love it. It's sort of hero shooter esque. Like, yeah, every character has at least one special ability. Uh, it's a third person shooter, four v four teams. I, I'm um, gonna tell you right now. And, I instantly turn into a yeah. toddler in those kinds of games. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's yeah, so it's sort of hero shooter, sort of Rainbow Six Siege esque, but like way more actiony than Siege. Um, mm-hmm. Like more free flowing. I like Siege, but I I Rogue Company just nailed what I was what I wanted out of Siege. Um, it's more frantic. It's more energetic. It's more fun. I like the abilities a bit more. Um, I am definitely better at it than Siege. That always helps. Uh, yeah. And the new character that they just released like a few days ago or last week or whatever uh, yeah. has a shield. And my absolute favorite thing in those games is to have a shield and just be a portable wall. Because I love support class. Now they are carrying this because wasn't there a person who put up a like a, a deplorable like bunker? Deplorable. Yeah, they have like a... a big wall yeah. and it has like a little bit of a sidewall no this person has a shield that she carries around mm. oh i saw the trailer for this on the uh, game awards yeah secret she is awesome you can like help teammates up while your shield's out you can do stuff disarm the bomb while your shield's out you could just annoy the other team with your shield out it's so much fun now i played exclusively the robot guy with the machine gun arm if i'm not mistaken that that's the same game. I don't even know if there's a robot guy with a machine gun arm. <laughs> I don't. I. I'm. Not, are you sure that's the right game? I might I'm be not wrong. Sure. I haven't played everybody. That sounds an I'm awful lot like sure. Barrett. It is not Barrett. <laughs> He's entirely a robot. He's not a black guy with a machine gun arm. He's entirely a robot. Um, uh, I don't. think... I mean, there's one guy who I'm wrong. No, 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 I'm think. No, I'm wrong. I did play this, but no, what I'm thinking of is Warface. That's what I'm thinking of. No, you mean Warface? Warface. No, Warf. Yeah, no, Warface. Warframe. It's actually called is, Warface. That the is, heck is Warface. That is only. That is only. <laughs> that is only slightly above Taserface. Taserface. Oh my Warface. god. Actually, uh, Warface. Actually, I do believe before. Mossy. I do believe Mossy was playing it for a time. Guardians of the Galaxy um, 2. Like, it was... Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, Taser... Taser that's why I forgot about Taserface. Now, uh, I'm wrong, Jesse. Just continue. It was not oh, okay. that game. It's, it is not that game. But, yeah, it's a really fun game. I've been loving it. And I've been playing too much of it now that Secret's out. <laughs> is there too much, though? Is there? Ah, uh, probably. Okay. Just to show you guys, it is an actual game. And <laughs> the guy who I am playing is in that is in that. <laughs> Taser faces death. Oh my <laughs> god, yes. Listeners, I just linked him. Okay. Yes. Linked them the, the YouTube. I clip. did play Rogue Company a little bit. I I mostly played the deplorable shield guy. That's that's what I did. He is like my least favorite, so I wouldn't I wouldn't base the game on him. I didn't have a terrible time. It's just playing with people, right? Like you said, Jesse. Yeah. Like I I I have some good friends in Columbus who like to start playing games together and then immediately abandoned abandoned me after two sessions. Oh, so, I hate that. Oh, that's so the that's worst the when worst. people do that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just giving them some crap because uh, they still need to buy freaking High Warriors Age of Calamity. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But, yeah, Rogue Company. Yeah, if you if any of you start playing it, let me know. Not okay. likely to happen. 
I, I mean, I can understand that. I might, if uh, if we can set up a time to play together, Jesse, I'd be into it. Because I, I, I don't know if it's cross-platform. What are you playing it on? I'm playing it on PC, but it is cross-platform with, uh, I know, Xbox? I think it is oh, Switch, too. I'll have to check. I, oh, that's I did lovely. see it on Switch for free, so I might actually take a look at this game and actually download it and play oh, it. Oh, yeah. It is free to play. Yeah. I, oh, that's I, nice. I, I definitely remember the cutscene more than the game, though. Yeah, you know what? I might. I'm gonna probably give this game a shot, and then we'll see um, if I can find days to play it. Um, if I'm not uh, uh, playing my number one that I have on my list right now. Number one. <laughs> well, you're about ready to talk about your number two. Yeah, my number so. two. Yeah. We'll get to the number one after number two. What is it? So, uh, speaking two? of which, Morg, what is that number two? Uh, well, that's my business. Oh, wait, no, never mind. Yeah, that's an Austin Powers joke. Ne- never mind. Okay, so my number two. <laughs> <laughs> my Simpsons joke from earlier is still flying over all y'all's heads. Yeah, yeah. Which joke was that? Apple cider. About what? The apple cider the joke. Apple cider, the, the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. no, no. I, I saw that, and it's pretty damn funny. And I, I don't got watch the, the Simpsons. I like the Simpsons. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. Early day Simpsons I've, is the best Simpsons. I've never seen the Simpsons, so <gasps> I, have, oh. I have failed you. What about the one with the evil jack-o'-lantern where, uh, what was it, Nelson? He he grabs the jack-o'-lantern and he's like, hey, stay back or I'll cut your friend right that, here. And then the pu- Morg, that jack-o'-lantern is, it, is like. Oh, is it the Simpsons? What's your number two, Morg? Yes. Yes, yes. Well, no, no, no. My my game for number two is Digimon Cyber Sleuth, the complete edition. This game, if you like Ooh. Pokemon, it is like ten times better. Actually, no, it's a hundred thousand times better than Pokemon Shield. Why is it better? Oh God! It's, it's because my fifth grade schoolyard's coming back. Pokemon oh, versus yeah. Digimon. Oh yeah! Damn, it is so good. Like okay. So with the uh, with the evolutions that you know, options that you have in this game, there's so like there's so many different uh, uh, routes uh, uh, for it. Digivolutions. Yeah, digivolutions. Digi- Come on, man. Fine. It's a digivolution. Digi- digivolutions. Yeah, evolutions. You know what? Digimon did it better, so I'm just gonna call it evolutions for them. Digi- Digimon just does it better. But yeah. Anyways, um, uh, with the. Uh, with all the diff- different uh, Digimon that you can get in the early game, and like the grind system for it is really, really good. Um, there's different types of uh, Digimon that you can get. There's uh, virus, vaccine, and data, and those exist kind of like the yep. rock, paper, scissors for the game. Um, and then there's mm-hmm. like different attributes for them, so they'll have different elements. So there will be like, um, uh, I guess it's not really quite grass. I don't know what you'd call it, but it, it has like a leaf shape for its element. Then there's like fire and water. Then there's like ground, electric, and wind. And then there's light and dark. And d- depending upon like how Plant. you how like what kind of uh, Digimon that you have in your party, and it's all three v three. So you get your three Digimon that you like the most, and whatever you can train up your party, whatever. The, all the, and also the different types of Digivolution that they have. It goes from like. Um, I think it's like the rookie forms. Oh, sorry, no, uh, the form before rookie. I think I can't remember. It's like baby form almost, where they're no, kind of no, like Tamagotchi yeah, with goes, like I, a head with no legs. Ba- and then, no, it goes like, baby, it goes like, then something. It goes baby, then something, it, rookie, then rookie. Then after rookie, uh, it's champion, okay, yeah. and then grand champion. Champion, ultimate. Yeah, yeah. It goes like champion, ultimate, and then mega. Sorry, ultra, mega, and then there's like an ultimate. Um, 
And I dove yeah, hard the, into the Digimon. The amount of time that I spent, gr yeah, the amount of time that I spent on this game grinding out these Digimons, and that way they'd have like the perfect stats to Digivolve. Um, oh yeah, and that's another thing. There are certain um, like there are stipulations for what kind of um, Digivolutions you can actually achieve based upon the statistics that you get. Um, like how you build your Digimon, so then that way it can go to the next Digivolution. Um, what kind of skills they can learn at certain levels. You can stack those on top together to like pretty much craft the perfect um, fighter that you want in the end. Um, I ended up getting, uh, I think it was called Mastamon, which is kind of like um, Lady Devimon and Angelwomon put together. So you get like this sort of Nephilim kind of thing going on where it's like half angel, half demon. I get, ended up getting like Rust Tyrannomon, which is like a giant mech T-Rex with like this giant... Um, rail gun on on the back on its back and um so it, oh, nice. it yeah, sounds like, like there's the, so uh, many cool digimon in what, this game what's the, what's and this they're game all in their mega forms what was the platform it's on because you've sold um, me on it's it it's on switch yeah it's on switch oh no i'm super um, yeah, sold on it <laughs> i think it's like 60 dollars right now um oh, and it's two games i'm less sold um, on it, it yeah, it's two games in one. Um, if you play the first one, which is just Cyber Sleuth, Almost. where you play as like a detective's <laughs> assistant or whatever, going through cyberspace and stopping hackers from doing bad stuff or whatever. Then if you play the second version, which is um, Cyber Sleuth Hacker's Memory, you get access to more Digivolutions. And I believe there's also like some extra um, added bonus content that you get for having not just the the games themselves, like the game itself, but also for getting through the Cyber Sleuth playthrough. I'm just playing the Hackers Edition right now because you have more access to all these different types of Digivolutions. The fusions are just so cool. Like I I can't wait to get like um, Black War Greymon and like a bunch of other ones. Like it's just so good right now. Um, yeah, it's just it's just fun. The story is um, trash. I mean, it's very slice of life <laughs> in certain elements, which I I'm not for it. It's not cool, and like it, there are some parts that are just so cringe. I, I just skip through it as fast as I can. There are some funny parts in it, but for the most part, it's kind of lame. But the combat in it is very very fun. It is turn based, and. Um, it's all based upon, like, the speed of your of your Digimons and whatever. And, like, it'll even show, like, the turn order for certain Mons as well. Um, the, the combat system is kind of nice. Like, there's, like, different status ailments that you can put on your opponents. Like, for example, you can poison them, stun them, confuse them, what, or put technically put them into panic mode, which is like confusion, where they'll just attack things randomly. Um, and, it, like, it, it's just so good. And it's it's... I would almost say it is very—it's well balanced in the sense that um, you can't just spam all your special abilities, like all your special attacks, all the time to guarantee that you're going to win all the time. Um, and you can use items or whatever. It's—it's it's just really, really good. Like it's, it's such a breath of fresh air from Pokemon, like the modern Pokemon that I just don't really like right now. I like old school Pokemon better than new school. Um, if, if you're looking for a game that has, like, Pokemon elements to it... Um, oh, yeah, and there's another thing. Um, capturing Digimon is a hella easier um, in this game than it is catching Pokemon because you don't rely on Pokeballs. You just have to encounter a certain number of Digimon, like, a, a certain number of times, and, like, it'll... As you so interact with them, them, you scan them in. And so the more of them that you grind, um, the more that you scan and the more data you collect of them. And then you can you can create 
those Digimon from eggs. And then, like, you can also um, use Digimon that you have, like, as extras. Um, you can use... It sounds like some moral quandaries there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, you can use I mean... their data to, to, like, sacrifice them and to upgrade... Um, the levels for the Digimon that you have that you have as your favorites. Um, that sounds like some Digimon persona based shit. Based on their power, they'll have like a certain data value, so like they'll take up a certain amount of memory, and depending upon how much memory that you have available to you, that will determine like um, how many of whatever types of Digimon that you can actually have in your party. So if you have like broken, over the top, overpowered ones, you might be able to fit maybe one or two of them. But as oh, you continue to collect more so data, you like, can make more space for it. Yeah, it's very, it's like a miniatures point limit game. It's it's really really good. Like it's actually fairly balanced, like with the system that they you. have for it. It's just oh, it's so good. That's mm, what um, it's very good. That's what Warhammer does. Warhammer has like, hey, this unit costs X amount of points, so and you have this amount of points to play with. Okay, mm-hmm. I get yeah. you. It, it's a really it's a really good game. If you ignore the story aspect of it and you focus on the combat, it's excellent. I do want to point out, just for everybody who's listening that might be interested, it's also on PC. Yeah. You mentioned it was on Switch. Thumbs up. And I was curious what else yeah. it was on. And yeah. what was the I title one it more on time? Because it, it's just so easily accessible. Um, sorry? What was the title one more time? Um, it is called Digimon Cyber Sleuth Complete Edition. It should it should be like the first thing that pops up yeah. if you're looking for it on Switch. If you're looking for it on PC, it might be... I don't know where you can get it on PC, but... Well, it should be pretty easily I just, accessible. I just looked it Probably up on Amazon, Steam. and Amazon is selling physical versions way cheaper than uh, Nintendo is selling it in the Nintendo store, which should shock absolutely nice. no one. Nope. Yep. <laughs> Nintendo's got to nope. make the moolah, baby. Yep. But yeah, it's totally survive. worth getting those games. <laughs> it's totally worth getting it. I'm really enjoying it. But not as much as my number one. Yeah, it's uh, it's thirty bucks. Which it's thirty bucks on Amazon, mm-hmm. but it's currently out of stock and won't be out of st- back in stock for like two weeks. But still, like thirty bucks versus Nintendo's sixty, and you get the physical okay. copy. Yeah, yeah. I I enjoy mm-hmm. most of the time physical copy. Okay, um, Pan number two. Okay, I'm proud of myself for making it this far because I've come up with more games while you guys were talking. Alright, I got <laughs> Cattails. You've had a lot of time. <laughs> mm, yeah, I got yes. this. I got spelled, this now, Pam. Spelled like, huh. spelled like the plant, not like cat plus T. Plus, cat, whatever. Cattails. It's a, it is a game. It is an RPG uh, where you are a cat. You, uh, you had mm-hmm. a lovely home with a little girl that loved you very much, but then uh, one day the little girl's mom left you on the side of the road. I don't know. It's it's done in flashbacks with no dialogue. You don't know why you're left on the side of the road. And now you are a cat who must uh, like learn to live in the wild. And it's it is a it's a soft RPG. I mean, there are like skills you can upgrade, and it makes things easier as you go along. But there's not very many skills, and you can eventually just upgrade them all. It's not that hard. It's a very relaxing game. I wish it was a deeper game because if it was a deeper game, it would be one of my top ten games of all time. But it's it's yeah, it's I a nice that. little chill game where you are a cat doing cat stuff, and if you like the Warriors books, uh, you will absolutely enjoy this game. I played it on Switch, but I believe it's available on Steam. Yes, yes. Yeah, but I played it on Switch, and I thought it was a lovely little like pick up and play for like twenty minutes, 
a day type game. Hmm. It is it not on God. What did you think of it, Fortwan? I haven't played oh. it yet, actually. I got it for my girls. Yeah. And then um, I got them Switches. <laughs> and then, well, I won't go into that. Yeah, we're not, we, yeah, we don't need to dive into that on the on the podcast. But yeah, uh, your mm. at least your older little girl will enjoy it because there there are like I think the younger little girl probably won't be able to play it very effectively because there's like at least until you level up a few stats, there is a, certainly a skill component to like catching prey. Yeah, um, I tried to help her learn it a little bit. Actually, my younger one was the one more huh. interested. My older one was, um, my older one really wanted to play uh, uh, Animal Crossing, yep. which is yep. what they got yep. with their Switch. Yep, of course. But yeah, Cattails might be on one of theirs eventually. Yeah. Mm. I plan on playing it. I've been playing a lot of Switch games that I got for Christmas, so it's on my list of things to play. Yeah, it's a solid, cute when, uh, little game. I'm done. But I got like five new games to play. It was made like by a guy and his wife, like two developers. So Aww. I can't, I can't really shit on it too hard for being nice. not a very deep game because it was made by two people. But it's, it's, it's fun. I wish there was more to it. Hey, there could be, you know, if it does well enough, they might be able to. Put yeah, cattails too. Yeah, you know, it's, it's. Imagine if. If you were playing Stardew Valley and you were a feral cat. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the impression what a I pitch. got. Um, I'm still interested in playing. It's the thing is, those games draw me in, and then I get bored, and then I just kind of move yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that definitely happened with me, um, because like I haven't, I actually mm-hmm. erased it off my Switch because I needed a little more room f- to get into the breach on there. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> I, I really mm. enjoyed it. All right. Um, that's, uh, that's your number two, so that means we're down to my number one. My number one should not be a surprise. I think I'm out of surprises. It's Doom Eternal. No no, ifs, ands, or buts about it. Oh, that did come out this year. Yep. And I played it this year, and I played the DLC. I played the DLC on stream when I tried streaming again. Um, it was like having a digital baby. It was just so rough. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I spent crap. three hours on each level a piece on the DLC. And this isn't playing the hardest mode. This is playing uh, um, Ultra Violence, which is the second hardest mode. Um, <sighs> this game is amazing. Um, I'm a big Doom fan. I always say in my top three series are Monster Hunter, Doom, and Diablo. And I have yet to be disappointed by any title in any of those game series. So, even <laughs> Doom even Eternal Diablo was Mobile? the. Uh, I'm not getting it yet. It's not out yet, but I will probably be getting it. It was um, really, really bad move by Blizzard to announce it the way they did in 2018. You don't say. You guys have phones, right? Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. But you know what? Now that I have seen some people that have reliably started playing it in the alpha and talking about it, it actually looks kind of worth your time for a cell phone game. Um, I don't think that I will be getting 
too far into it because it is more of the Diablo 3 kind of vein of things. Whereas I have played Diablo 3 off and on since it came out in 2012. So it's the equivalent of playing Monster Hunter World for eight years. So <laughs> I'm kind of done with it. So I'm just ready for Diablo 4. That's what I look more forward to. But anyways, Doom Eternal, amazing game. Um, there, I don't think I like it as much as Doom 2016. Um, I think there are some things that changed with it that I was just like, eh, I kind of like that better. Um, but adding in a lot more monsters is always key. Um, obviously some of the most hilarious, um, glory kills, like when you take the zombie's head and push it down into his chest, just like a -a whack-a-mole, just bunk right in his head, right into his chest. Hilarious. Um, I love seeing the Rachnatrons and the uh, Pain Elementals return. Um, playing this, playing the game on, like I said, the the first part, Ancient Gods Part One, the DLC. I was like, you guys, like I, Morg, I don't know if you were there for the first stream, were mm-hmm. you? I believe so. Yeah. The time where I was like, oh, they, this is a small the room. Two tyrants what, what, what in can that I do in here? Yeah, then, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, vividly. Oh, I my was God. like. The hell! By the way, to describe Pan and, and Jesse, if you don't know, tyrants are essentially the worst monster you can run across. They're like fifty foot tall minotaurs with a rocket launcher arm. <laughs> it's like insane that they put them in like a a, a hall, <laughs> like a hallway. <laughs> You're like, what? How? Why? Like, oh, it was. It was an intense experience. Um, getting getting stuck Eternal in a corridor. itself was pretty intense. Yeah. yeah. It's about moving. It's about attacking. It's one of the most aggressive games, and they teach you to be aggressive. It's just, it's so good. Um, you know, I talked about the high adrenaline, the Elderborn, Doom Eternals, that turned up to 10. Like, it's just insane. So yeah, Doom Eternal, uh, my my game of the year. I think it should have won something at the Game Awards this year. Um, don't really have a big opinion of Last of Us winning a bunch, but you know, I think Doom Eternal should have saw something, something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. That's my game of the year. Um, so Jesse. Oh man, I love Fall Guys. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was I was wondering when this was going to pop up because I figured it was going to be on your list. Yeah, I, it's just such a fun game. Uh, Mediatonic made it, or is still making it. The everything I was worried about upon its release that I said in my review, uh, everything except party sizes being larger than four—that's still a thing, unfortunately—has been mm-hmm. addressed. There's been a bunch of updates. There's new content. It is. It's fun to play a few rounds just for at a random time when I need to play a game, and it's super fun to play with friends. It is a hoot and a half, and I love it. Yeah, it looks fun. I haven't tried it yet, but it looks fun. Totally fun. You should try it. Okay. Right, so there's not. I mean, do you have anything else to say on it? Or, or just? I mean, I just really like it. I really. <laughs> I mean, I put like freaking eighty hours into it. I was like. <laughs> Nice. I like it. Uh, yeah, I've been wanting to try it for sure. I just haven't. Yeah, if it's... If you like... Do you like like Mario Party style? I do. Sometimes, okay. yeah. It's kind of like that, but the 
the sort of you know whatever that is oh shoot a blanket on it uh battle royale where you have to whittle it down but it's all party games oh man i can't remember the name of that show that used to be on spike but they dubbed everything over most like elimination challenge yes mxc a is lot amazing. of people compared fall guys to uh most extreme elimination oh my god came out, and that is not an inaccurate that is not an I, inaccurate uh i love that show MXC i would love so good i would I, love to have like some mxc style like uh youtube videos of that shit <laughs> That would be awesome. Anytime there's a Korean game show, and like it, it's just mm. you have to you have to name someone Bubba Ganoush. <laughs> Bubba Ganoush Bubba was Ganoush. in every episode of MXC. <laughs> it was hilarious, and I don't know why anyone no one ever picked that up, but I was like, "But there's Bubba Ganoush," and it was like, <laughs> "Oh man, okay, awesome." Awesome. MX, MXC and Bubbly Fall Guy guys. I love yeah. their Twitter account, by the way. Their Twitter account's hilarious. <laughs> um, okay, Morg, so you're number one. Uh, oh, my try to keep, keep it, it brief. Quick. We're running out of keep time. It quick, okay, my number... Yeah, I'm going to try and keep it as simple as... Okay, so it's Pokemon Platinum. Right now, there is a big craze for Nuzlocks, and Platinum apparently is probably one of the hardest games to be Nuzlocking. Um, you guys understand what the rules of a Nuzlocke is, right? Yes. Where you're only allowed to catch the first Pokemon that you see on a route. Uh, you have to nickname all of your Pokemon, so then that way you become deeply attached to them. And when they faint in combat at any point in the game, they're considered dead, and you either have Permadeath. to release them, or yeah. you have to permanent, or you have to put them in the, you have to put them in the box, or you have to release them. So right now, I'm in my third attempt of the Pokemon Platinum uh, Nuzlocke, and my God, is it insane! It is so damn hard because I have not actually like fully gone through um, Pokemon Platinum ever before. So to have to go through the game almost blind. And just hope to God that I'm able to make it through it without losing any of my essential teammates. It is so aggravating. And, oh my God, like, I don't know how many rounds I've had to go where I was trying my best to try and get a, a no-guard Machop. So that way I could guarantee to hit with my dynamic punches when I get to become a Machamp. Oh, and I've also... Um, modded the uh the rom so in that way uh with a randomizer to make it so that impossible evolutions are possible so i can get him a champ or a golem or a steelix or a slow king whatever it is like normally trade okay Pokemon so you don't have accessible. to trade yeah yeah it just makes it okay. a little bit easier to play it um fantastic game love it and so hard i think i'm at my okay like, i think i beat the second gym but it's been like 19 hours in so yeah intense grinding very hard Okay. Um, Nuzlocke Platinum. All right. Um, so, Pan, what's the what's the number one for you? Or, you know, you didn't rank yeah. yours, but what's uh, your Pikmin last game? Pikmin 3 on Switch. Ooh, yeah, Ooh. I played this. Yeah, I spent a week, uh, I spent a week about, like, playing the ever-loving crap out of this game. I got it at launch. Um, I mean, you guys heard me constantly making comments on it at the time. Um, mm -hmm. I loved it. Uh, I've done literally everything in it, including, like, my best time trial. I can't remember what it is at the moment. Um, but, yep, I'm done. Uh, the only thing I haven't done is, like, very, very hard mode, or insane mode, whatever they called it, because I really hate that final boss. Yeah. And I, I kind mm. of, I'm kind of really sick of that final boss. If anyone's played Pikmin 3 and know what the final boss is like, they know what I'm complaining about. It's... 
It's agonizing yeah, it's, pain. It's just not yeah. even fun. It's not even like challenging in a fun way. No, you just lose yeah, Pikmin constantly. Lose. And it. Like, you yeah. make like a half step wrong, it's, you lose. It's insane. Yeah, I hate it. So I, mm-hmm. I kind of gave up on playing it. Um, but for a while, my uh, my son was watching me play it, and he would. Uh, like, you know, we ha- we have two TVs in our living room. One is for watching Blippy, and one is for grown-ups to use. Uh, but for, for a very brief period, instead of watching Blippy, he would come over to me and he says, Mommy, Mommy, can we watch Twipman? Oh, Twipman show. That is so adorable. Is, How can you say no it to is, that? You know, I, you know, it is adorable. I'm just more happy for Pan. She doesn't have to watch fucking Blippy. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> yeah, that that shows a bit. Um, it's special. He got special. he got Blippy socks and Blippy jammies and a pair of Blippy glasses for Christmas from his great grandma. Oh no! And his grandma sent him a Blippy coloring book with stickers. So Blippy's fucking face is on my refrigerator right now. Blippi is a children's television host. Yeah, Uh, very, um, I I don't know. I I like Mr. Rogers or Mr. Dress Up a little bit better. He's like Um, Diet Pee Wee Herman. Or if if Pee Wee Herman was a YouTuber. I think you mentioned Blippi. It's like if Pee Wee Herman was a YouTuber. Okay, yeah, I think you mentioned Blippi, because I did not, I obviously would not know who the heck that was until yeah. uh, someone who has that thrust upon them by their children would figure it out and then mm-hmm. <laughs> complain about it towards me. God, Caillou's better. I've been, I've been dealing with it for four years, four years of Blippi. I don't know how you can stand it. I, <sighs> I don't know. All right. It's hard. Moving on. I've, I've weaned them away. Well... I will say, Pan, on Pikmin, uh, my oldest daughter and I have actually done the two-player challenges. Oh, that's cute. That. So Aww. that's been fun. Um, she's not very good, and she refuses to fight, so I've been doing two-player challenges as a one-player. She's a Pikmin. So I just... <laughs> she is, so I do everything. And she wants to do the ones where you kill the monsters, too. The ones where you just... You're not. There's the one you get the treasure, and there's the one you kill the monsters. And I did the kill the monsters one by myself, with her being like, "Okay," and we're like, "You go grab the that color Pikmin and go over there and build that, and I'm gonna go fight." Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, all right. So that's our top games. Um, so yeah, that was uh, 2020. Um, I assume uh, at some point we will do a games we are looking forward to in 2021. Um, but I mean, there has to be more than, uh, Monster Hunter Rise, so we'll have more than that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) more than one game coming out this year. I might be wrong on that. I have not been keeping up with the calendar. Uh, no, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's a Titan quest too. It looks like, (gasps) but anyways, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, there's a couple, but I want to save them for the episode. Well, next week we are going to be talking about the Monster Hunter weapon videos and some other Monster Hunter updates we haven't talked about because we've been mm. doing all this other stuff in the meantime. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Monster Hunter fans, we're going back to a Monster Hunter-centric ec- episode next week. But after that, we might talk about uh, upcoming games or something else, or if something else comes up. Because, hey, 2021, it's a new, it's it's a a new, new day. Era. Dawn of a new year. 
Yeah. Doom, mm-hmm. doom. Hopefully things go better. Yay, new day. No promises. I mean, so, you know. Dawn of the first day. 72 hours remaining. Yeah. Well, second day, but yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you guys for listening. It's this fourth one. The, uh... Thing, uh, what up there? At Hunters Hub Pod on Twitter, man, it's <laughs> major brain fart. Um, you all right there, buddy? Um, you'll see me. I've been tr- trying to do more ecology stuff. I got a lot of good faith stuff for the one I just did, which was the Grick. I had to think about it for a second. Uh, yeah. Gold Dragons next. Hopefully, it goes well. Because that's I always hate doing the dragons. I love them, but I hate doing them because they have such high expectations. Ooh, so yeah. yeah. So yeah, and then after that is Bahamut, and Ooh. then a mystery after Bahamut. Ooh. So that's uh, that's what I got. So I'll catch you guys on the next quest. And on that quest, where will you be, Morg? Well, I'm actually coming back to Twitter after having that long break that I had. Um, I'm probably going to be posting mm-hmm. more clips of just funny GU stuff that I've been gathering up, um, more footage. And well, I've actually, I'm actually going to also start putting up some footage of my plat, uh, platinum Nuzlocke as well. Um, just the lucky stuff. Okay. Um, mostly because, uh, the footage from all my failures and stuff like that, super frustrating. I actually ended up losing a lot of it, but, um, yeah, the new run, that's going to be up there. And I think also some Digimon Cyber Sleuth stuff as well. It's also going to be out there as well, um, and mostly just posting stuff about, uh, you know, a lot of uh, Twitch streams that I'm also going to be checking out again. Um, just keeping people up to date with stuff that's going on. I'll probably be available also in Discords as well. Um, yeah, if you want to chat or you want to talk uh, video game stuff, yeah, I'm readily available. All right, and Pan? Uh, I'll be out and about on Discord. Um, that's, that's about it. Uh, playing Switch games. Okay. And uh, Jesse, where can we find you? Cool. Uh, I'm also on Twitter on uh, Rexicon Jesse. Um, and then Fort and I know each other. We originally met through the RPG making stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've got a bunch of stuff on there on my itch page, which is rexiconjesse.itch.io. I also have a website, rexiconjesse.com. And if you don't like tabletop RPG stuff, I've also started um, doing Behind Schedule, which is a review show for older games and is currently on The Escapist. Uh, And I'm also on Discord. Awesome. So you can talk to me there. Alrighty. Uh, And also, as far as the Discord goes, if you guys ever need to join, just let me know. I try to make the Discord public so people can join, but... Yeah, sometimes, you know, you don't find it or you miss it or something. So just let me know. And uh, happy 2021, folks. And we'll see you uh, next week. Bye-bye. Take care. Leaders. Bye. Bye.